Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. You guys know that saying, when it rains, it pours? Well, let me update you on my life. And also, I have some good stuff to say too. But here we go. So a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how like manifest the good in your life. Um, so today I'm going to f- tell you all to um, let go of the things you can't control and take hold of the things you can. Um, I feel like every so often I have these like focus phrases and that is what I'm focusing on right now. One week was let go and let God and honestly this week is control what you can control and let go of everything else because my life is kind of just getting more and more and more chaotic. So here's what happened and here's what's going on. So last week I went to the doctors. So last week was a very busy week for me. I had a doctor's appointment on Thursday and I was going to do the glucose test, the three hour glucose test on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, I fasted, went to the glucose test, drank a different flavor of the drink and um, meditated the whole time. And I didn't end up throwing it up. So, like, that was a blessing. Um, Went home, was feeling kind of gross and, like, ugh, everything feels disgusting and sluggish. But whatever. Went to uh, the small group I'm in for my church, which was a good time. And was just, like, really proud of how I got through the day. You know, you have days and, like... When you, ma- when you tackle all the tasks, you feel really well. That's how I felt. So flash forward to Friday. Friday, I have a doctor's appointment. So I um, get up, go in, and uh, head into my doctor's appointment. Everything is fine. I see one of the doctors that I actually like. So like when you're in an OB practice, um, at least at mine, you rotate and she, we're chatting and she's like, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel good. Um, I can't like really complain. I feel like everything that I feel is literally pregnant symptoms. I don't feel really, really bad or really, really tired. I just, uh, want those glucose results. And she was like, well, I don't have them, but you'll probably have them by Friday or Monday. So then she goes to check our baby's heartbeat. And when she does, um, it sounds really, really high. So like when I hear it, it sounds really, really high. And she's like, hmm, that sounds really high. And I'm like, yeah, because I have a Doppler at home uh, that Mia likes to play with. So sometimes we'll listen to the baby's heartbeat. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really high for him. Um, at least from when I've ever, whenever I've heard it, like that sounds high, even for like a, an in, like a, like a, baby that's inside of you still forgot what they're called um and so she 
basically says, well, I'm going to send you over to the hospital to get monitored because right before his heartbeat was really high, it was really low. And it's not the high heart rate that scares me, but it's the low one. So why don't you make your way over that way? So I'm like, well, do I need to have someone with me? I've never gone to the hospital to be monitored before. Um, So at this point, I'm a little bit scared and um, I'm not crying or anything. I'm just like stressed because I, the way my job works and the way I've been kind of handling doctor's appointments and I've been using like a lot of time because I have had to do the three hour glucose test twice, drive to these appointments. And so I was a little bit stressed about work because I just don't want to use any more leave before the baby's done, the baby's born. Um, like that would be a ideal. So I went over to my mom's house, I pee and I'm like, Oh my gosh, mom. And everyone's fine. Um, I call the hospital. They say like, come by yourself. Meanwhile, Ethan has an interview at a job and so he can't come with me, but I can tell it probably scared him because he's like, okay, my wife's going to the hospital. Like, what does that mean? So I, um, head on over to the hospital and I run into somebody from mom group slash church and she's there and we're chatting and it's like really like, Oh, what are you doing here? And she's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, Oh, well, I'm going up to get monitored, but I'm sure it's fine. So I go up to labor and delivery. Um, and they kind of do everything up there, hook me up to the monitor and do what's called a biophysical profile as well as they like um, monitor him for like 30 minutes and his heart rate's fine. Um, all is well and good. So I'm like, okay, well that was a big old waste of time. But I'm really thankful that, you know, we're able to see everything's good. So I make my way home, end up working till close to six o'clock. So I don't have to use that much leave. I might have used like an hour or two of leave for the day. And, um, or something like that. And at the end of the day, I was just like, babe, I'm done. I'm tired. This week has taken its toll, but I'm hopeful because it is at this time it's Thursday. Um, so I know the next day's Friday and I'll hop online, I'll do my job and then the day will be over and it'll just be like a chill Friday and I was really looking forward to it. So, um, I go to bed and Friday comes and I'm just in cruise control. I, um, haven't told any of my friends about what happened except for my one friend that's pregnant. I was like, oh my gosh, they're sending me to the hospital. Oh my gosh, this. Oh my gosh, that. And she's like, you're fine. Um, and meanwhile, while I was at the hospital, Ethan was freaking out. It was like trying to, it was speeding over there while I was being monitored because I like, didn't have my phone in my hands because I didn't want to just like expose it to the germs. Like I still got home and like bleached my phone, like cleaned it with bleach and everything, which probably isn't the best, but I was like, mm, safe and sorry. Um, but that's just a side note, like, he was concerned, but it all ended up being fine, and honestly, I was, ha- I wasn't happy that I went, but it was, like, refreshing, because 
this was the first time I had driven home from the hospital to my new house. And also, it just was a reminder of, like, where to go for labor and delivery because they're not doing, like, tours and stuff right now. But obviously, if you need to go when you see it. So flash forward to Friday, and I'm sitting there, and uh, I get a voicemail from my doctor's office, and I I must have missed it. It's like 3 o'clock. I'm hanging out with Ethan and Mia. I check my voicemail, and the doctor's like, hey, Britt, um, just calling back with your test results from the glucose test. You do have gestational diabetes. So at this point, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> at this point, I'm upset. I'm scared. I'm frustrated. I feel like I failed the glucose. T- I mean, I did fail the glucose test, but I feel like it was something like I did, um, which isn't true. I <clears throat> was just like super over the week super over this news and it's three o'clock um she says we're gonna send a referral over to the hospital so you can meet with the dietitian and um give me a call if you have any questions and she gave me her personal line number which isn't because I have the doctor's numbers so it was nice that she gave me like her personal line number to call her back but I didn't call her back because at this point it's Friday and I said I will deal with it all on Monday um I cannot First of all, I don't know what to to say, and I was just kind of in shock, so I'm all emotional and upset, and that day, we are also going to my grandma's house just to, like, hang out in the backyard, and Friday evening, it was just the most exhausting, exhausting week, guys. I'm not exaggerating at all. So... Um, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. So I can kind of tell you what's been going on since then. So, um, this is where God comes into play. Isn't God cool? Um, so the friend that I ran into at the hospital has just, has gestational diabetes and, um, she was there to be monitored. She has to be monitored twice a week, but, uh, anyway, so she, this friend was there. And, um, I immediately texted her like, Hey, so I have this thing. What does this look like? I don't know. Like, what do I do? Like, what's going to happen? And I went through, and I think it's natural when you get like bad news or news you don't want to go through like stages. Like I was like upset and then I was like, okay, I can handle it. And then I was scared. Um, and she kind of gave me the lowdown of, like, everything she does, and, um, sorry guys, I'm, like, typing quick email, um, and I was, like, just really relieved to, um, at least have, like, her as a resource to get information until I can get to the doctors slash the dietitian. And I immediately ordered, like, a book on, like, diet, how many carbs can you eat, like, what is a daily, what does it look like daily? Um, At this point, I'm not 
testing my sugar because I haven't been to the dietitian to get the glucometer, but I will be doing that this week. Um, but I have been like tracking like all of my food and all of the fetal kicks, like everything. And it's just been chaos. So anyway, I've been just kind of waiting to see what is in store. I'm kind of in the period where I need to go see um, the maternal fetal medicine doctor. I need to see the dietitian. I have to see my own doctor. Um, But in the meantime, I'm doing what I can. And it made me think about how as mamas, we just tend not to take care of ourselves. And sometimes it's when you're faced with something health-wise is when you really have to stop and do it. So because of this, um, I mean, I'm pretty good about drinking water. I'm pretty good about walking, but now it's like um, exercising for sure every day for a specific amount of time. Whereas before I might've been like, I'll skip it and take a nap. And now, now that I have this, uh, they say that I have this thing. I um, obviously have stepped up to take care of myself more and even like being selfish with my food where usually Mia will want like a bite of what I have or we'll share a snack but with GD you really have to like eat all of your food and track all of it to make sure you have the right amount of carbs and the right amount of everything so um, it is giving me a chance to be like a little more selfish and to to really try and and rest and sleep as well so these next like you know, um, eight or nine weeks of pregnancy are going to be really different for me. But I think about how many times this year things have kind of fallen apart. And um, um, (laughs) from Ethan losing his job to, which was a big thing, to now me facing this diagnosis and like, what does it look like for labor and delivery? If you guys don't know, I'm very, very, very uh, passionate and about like mother's rights during labor and delivery. And I had a great experience with Mia. There are some things that, some goals I didn't meet, but uh, ultimately I had a really great experience. But I know there's women that don't. And that's why I chose to stay with my OB because they ha- they were great during the whole process. The hospital was great during the whole process. And I'm glad I listened to my instincts because the area that I live in, um, as a woman of color, um, and now someone that they're going to consider high risk, they could easily just be like, no, we're going to give you a C-section or no, we're going to do this. And I... I'm so against it. So I'm glad that I listened to God. I listened to my instincts and stayed with the hospital and the practice that I'm at because they're going to take good care of me. And I trust my doctors there. And so anyway, I keep seeing these challenges come up in my life. And, um, but there's also blessings in it. Uh, and I have been like trying to really look at the blessings. The blessings are I'm learning so much about nutrition and diet and eating exercise. And I haven't been like someone who's been like um, super overweight or struggled with that type of thing ever. But um, just knowing how to eat well is good. But also I'm because of this, as I learn, obviously I'm going to share 
what I learned so that other mamas who are scared or get this diagnosis or anything, like it's not a death sentence. You still have control over your birth um, as long as you advocate for yourself. So I'm really glad that I have a doula. And um, and as long as you look at the, the bright side of things, the good thing for me is I'm going to have to go to the, the hospital every so often that's fine. I'm going to get to know these nurses. And when I come in, they're going to know me and I'm going to, hopefully I see the same nurses (laughs) and we're going to be friends. And like, when I come in, it'll be comfortable. And, um, I'm not sure if like any of the nurses are the same from when I had Mia. So there's that. And there's the fact that I can, I'm thankful that I do have a job and I can afford to eat the foods that I need to. And it, um, this experience has made me realize just how expensive it is to eat like low carb um, and like a, a protein, a high protein, um, lots of veggies diet. It's really expensive. And I just think about moms who are single moms or who live in areas where there's food deserts. So it's kind of opened up my eyes on another level. And so whatever you're walking through, there is blessings in the chaos. And I will tell you the one thing you should do. And here's been my process. And I've probably talked about this. um, When I talked about Ethan's job loss, the process was, I'm scared. I don't know what to expect. God save me. What am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, And then it turns to, I've got this, I can handle this. And obviously some days are better than others. And obviously for the next two weeks, um, I am going to kind of like allow, especially once I start taking my sugar, like trial and error, like what is, what foods work for me during this time of day, which ones don't. And I'm sure it'll be really frustrating, but just knowing that I've got this and God's got me and it'll be fine. And a lot of times when we walk through something scary or hard or even out of our control and we ask God, why would you let this happen to me? Right? Like I've done that a million times. I did that a million times last week. Like, haven't I been through enough this year? Gosh. But um, really it's so that we have the opportunity to rely solely on him and to to trust him because honestly a lot of there's a lot of things with this that I cannot control I cannot control how big this baby gets so if they say hey you have to be induced because he's big I can't control that I'm not speaking that into my life we're gonna go in naturally it's going to all be fine and well I cannot control the fact that this happened um, it's really, it's purely hormonal. There's nothing I could have done to, um, prevent this. So that's kind of like comforting to know. Cause like I was blaming myself a lot that first day, like, oh my gosh, I failed my body. I failed my baby. Um, but that's not true. Um, but so in the areas that I can't control, which are the biggest and scariest elements of my life, you really, I really have to give it to God. And, um, I'm supposed to see this doctor who is going to give me all of the scary stuff about it. And I'm really thankful my friend told me about him because knowing that going in, great, I'm going to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I'm going to 
um, say, that's great, good facts, good information, glad to hear that. But with any type of information, and this is not just like, okay, let me say this, always listen to your doctors, always do what's best for your body and for your baby, no matter what. And I will do that even if it, if it means that certain things that I want like have to go out the window. But with any type of information, do your research and fact check with COVID, with the election, with whatever, like whatever information you're getting, always do your own research as well and always have second opinions. So there is that. So like I will be um, speaking with my doctor and luckily it is my primary, primary doctor. So I'm comfortable with her. And when I talked with her, I'll update you guys probably next week about this. Oh, maybe not even next week because um, I'm not even supposed to see her till next Friday. But I, I'm really looking for the information from her. And um, when you're walking through something, surround yourself with positive stories of whatever you're walking through. Um, so I saw a lot of scary things about having this and giving birth. But I have had to turn those off and just listen to positive birth stories um, and natural birth stories that have happened. So just to know it's possible. And it's good to know. It's it's always good to be informed and to be prepared because if you're not, that could really affect you. And I'm, I'm glad I'm kind of setting myself up to have all the knowledge, all the facts, everything laid out, but also to be like, great, great information to have in my back pocket. But that's not really pertaining to my life and to kind of move forward from that. So this has just been a moment and a test of faith for me. And, you know, it's been a, <laughs> 2020 is no joke. And then do you know next year in the state that I live in, there's going to be cicadas. How rude is that? How rude for us to go through a whole pandemic. The cicadas should have come this year because then we could have been stuck inside there would have been bugs. It would have sucked, but whatever. They don't need to come next year when hopefully things are better, but maybe they won't be. I don't know. Anyway, so that's what I have to say. The other thing I kind of wanted to touch on is just um, about being your own advocate because, and like just being on top of um, your life and your kid's life and being their advocate because a lot of times we just kind of go with the flow, trust whatever everyone's telling us. And you really have to do your, re- that's what I was talking about, like do your research and make the best and most informed decisions for you, your family, your kids, your life. I think it's super important. And even just uh, being on top of their care as well as your care and making decisions and what you're comfortable with and like what you are not in Honestly, it's been so hard to make decisions in this season because of uh because of the whole coronavirus. I don't know about you guys, but even decisions of like should I send my husband to the eye doctor? Um well, um, the answer is yes, I'm actually going to send him. But for months I was like we're not going anywhere where there's other people doing other things. Um because it's scary and It can be hard to make decisions that are best for your family, and this season can be really lonely, so just take care of yourself. I uh, was looking at my calendar, looking at dates, and realized that my life gets very chaotic, 
between now and my due date. And that's expected. I mean, that's what happens when you get to the end. Like, got to install the car seat and make sure that's all good. Got to pack our bags. Got to do our childbirth class with our doula. I have to run to the doctors like a million times in a week. Like, it gets so chaotic. And I've been wanting to see friends, like, one last time. And that might not be in the cards. And it makes me sad. It makes me, like, sorry to be this way. But you have to protect your space and your family and your person. And now it's really important for me to stay healthy. Um, really important for my household to stay healthy, but it can be hard to make those types of decisions where, you know, your mental health really wants you to connect and to to do what you need to do. Um, but right now our physical health is super important. And so how do you kind of balance that? Um, for me, I guess like FaceTime and stuff always feels good, but then you still miss seeing the person in person. But anyway, as we continue to move through this season where things are a little more chaotic with back to school and well, a lot more chaotic. And for me, a little more chaotic with Ethan starting his new job and all the things I'm going through and the end of pregnancy, I think as mamas, just remember we're doing our best. Um, So I'm going to share some mom stuff real quick about how I'm preparing Mia for her brother. And then I think that'll be time on the episode. So Mia knows full well that a baby is a coming. Um, She knows the baby's in my belly. She recently started doing this silly thing, but I know she's just playing around saying the baby's in her belly. Um, And she always like hugs my belly. It's like, I love you, baby brother. It's the cutest, sweetest thing. But reality is that I have a two-year-old who is excited, full of energy, and she is a busybody. So um, I've been like kind of concerned about how I'm going to handle this sort of transition from mom of one to mom of two, especially with a two-year-old who is so wild. Now, I know a lot of mamas, you guys have done this, so any and all advice is good, but some things that we are doing or I am doing just to make things as smooth as possible. Um, one, she's going to go stay with my mom. She loves her Nana, and honestly, I don't think she'll miss me that much while I'm gone. I mean, I think there might be a point where she does ask for me, um, but she's so busy that she will be fine, so I know I don't have to worry about that. We've already done a sleepover with my mom, and she did fine. I am trying to do some last-minute things with just her and I because it's. Think I think this is really spe- a really special time. Like this is your last weeks being an only child. Um, it's your last weeks of just Mama and Mia, and that makes me a little bit emotional. I'm not gonna lie. So we are. We have activities laid out for. Next couple weeks, we have to do pictures. We need to go to the zoo. We need to hit the pumpkin patch. Um, I know it's August, but I'm like planning out the whole calendar for September and October, and the pumpkin patch is on there. I've also got, um, because she's so busy, I've been trying to figure out which new toys to get her that can kind of distract her for a minute if I need to be what feeding the baby or I can't be playing or something like that. Um, so there's this city blocks set, which is pretty cool. Um, it's a whole like town 
and they're like magnetic block magnetic blocks that stand up so I got her those as well as some dolls to um dress up and sticker books and I'm getting like a cute balloon I got her a cute little big sister outfit and I am gonna get her a builder bear and I got her a bag so it sounds like I got a lot and it's uh, it's I, I did but it's when I show you guys on Instagram you'll see like it's a cute little gift to come home to to see your your baby brother um and so what we've decided is that we're going to come home from the hospital with our baby, probably shower. I'm going to like get set up, get situated, and then Ethan's going to go and pick me up from my mom. My mom lives about 20 minutes away. So me and the baby will have an hour at home by ourselves, and then Ethan can pick me up, um, tell her the baby's at home, the baby's at home, and like get her really excited. And then when she comes to the door me and baby boy will be there and I'll be like your baby's here your baby brother's here and hopefully it goes smoothly so that's my plan <laughs> I've been thinking about those moments a lot um but it is kind of like it's gonna be an emotional one for sure um I think especially since she's going, we're going from one to two, which I hear is the hardest transition. I hear two to three isn't as bad. And then after that, it doesn't matter. So here we go. But if you have any advice on, because I know jealousy becomes a thing. So I definitely want to have like extra cuddles. I'm definitely going to let Mia be as hands-on and as helpful as possible. She loves playing with baby dolls right now. So when the baby is crying, I know she's going to be like, mom, the baby's crying. And uh, when it's time to feed the baby, um, she'll have to like figure that out. Cause I'm a breastfeeder. She might, I don't think she remembers breastfeeding. That was like a couple months ago, like maybe six months ago. So, um, but definitely help with all of the baby things to make her feel so good and so important. And I'm just going to shower her with love and I'm excited. So anyway, that's my plan. As humans, we don't like change and we don't like unexpected challenges. I like challenges that I create for myself, like a harder workout routine or a goal that I want to accomplish. But when things come out at me out of nowhere that I didn't expect or didn't want, it's definitely hard. So I know we're all facing challenges now. Nobody obviously foresaw or wanted a pandemic to happen because it's really sad. Lives are being affected. Serious lives are being affected from job loss and food insecurity and even like illness. It's important that we remember, despite the fact that we're not in a shelter in place, at least in my state, that it's, the virus is still out there and it's still affecting people. Um, but besides that, we are just going through times of change. We're getting ready for fall in a couple of weeks, well, like in a month, about four weeks, it'll be fall. So soak up the rest of the summer um, and embrace this change of virtual learning if that's what you're doing or even like your kids wearing a mask. That That's the hard thing for me to kind of wrap my head around is like my two-year-old wearing a mask all day. <laughs> that's why she's at home with me. Um, but God... 
never gives us things we can't handle, even when it feels like we can't. And um, it's okay to break. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be overwhelmed. But you got this. We're strong mamas moving into a new season. Prepare your mental health for this season um, because it's going to be different. All right. So I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Christian Mom Uncensored. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Leave a rating and a review, please. And also, you can follow me on Instagram at Brittany Jane Stewart. That's where you can like see my life and Mia and preparing for a baby and house and a lot of fun stuff. Um, yes, so... I will talk to you guys next week with more updates, I'm sure, and have a really good, blessed, peaceful week. Peace, peace, peace. All right, mamas, talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.